Welcome to a Toast Film, everybody. I'm your host, Trey. And I'm your host, Ebo. And guys, we're really excited about this episode. I'm really excited about it because I don't know half of what it is. <laughs> it is going to keep me on the dark a little bit on this one, so I'm going to be just as surprised as you are. Well, had to keep Trey in the dark because this week we're talking about horror in Christmas movies. That's right. We're going to be going over a history of all the different kinds of horror throughout history that have been involved with Christmas. And Trey is more than capable of these titles. So <laughs> why I might surprise him with the order, just know he knows and loves just about every one of these movies. Oh, I'm excited. So after that, we have the review of the week, a movie that I was literally dying and then I guess you could say I came back okay. to review, and that's Anna and the Apocalypse, which is a comedy, horror, drama, Christmas, zombie musical. <laughs> and then, of course, we gotta have our top five. Gotta have it. And Trey, what is our top five this week? Well, you know, our top five is Christmas movies that are must-watch every year. Every year. Every year. You can't go without watching these during Christmas time. And this was a good list for me because, you know, a lot of them, little spoiler, little peek ahead, they're not as Christmassy as most Christmas movies. Yeah, it was definitely a tough list because, I mean, I have about 50 movies that are must for me. Mm. Like, I literally pull them out every Christmas. But narrowing down five that I just couldn't go without yeah. was tough. But, you know, Trey, as you would say... Let's stop dilly-dallying. Let's get right into it. Starting with a little bit of horror movies. Okay. So, Trey, I got a list. It's about 16, if I recall. Mm-hmm. Horror movies that are set to Christmas. Oh. So, Trey, let's start out with something you know very well, and that's serial killers at Christmas. Oh, are we going black, are we going black Christmas? Well, Trey, does this image tell you anything? Let's see. Oh, man. Yep. Love and I Black chose Christmas. the one that you love. So, Black Christmas, Serial Killer. Yes. And there's been three. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the OG, there's the one you like, which was, what, 2003, 5? Yeah, it was an older one, and I'm also going to cheers to that, because I hey. love it. And then, also, we had one recently, which me and Trey, unfortunately, went to see. I will... Um, I, love, I love Imogen Poots. I love her. Oh, yeah. Love but, Imogen Poots. But... Um, love Curioles. Yes. Don't know how they got suckered into this one. Love everyone involved, but... Yeah. But yeah, don't know how they got suckered into that one, but, um, but you know... But tell us about what you think of the middle one, the one from the early 2000s, because I know you love that one. Oh, man. Well, you know, here's the thing I love about it. They don't forget the season they're in. You know, mm. it's very Christmas-oriented. You know, it centers around sorority girls, mm-hmm. where... Um, there's a there's an old urban legend of uh, you know a killer that's roaming you know the area and you get a little bit of backstory on him and it's um they do something that you and me always love about Christmas horror movies where they keep it festive for the season and that one you know they had some inventive kills which were some of my favorites with Christmas lights. Then you also had some things like, you know, the sorority house was decorated very well. I Killing with icicles. You remember that one? Mm-hmm. They just do some really inventive stuff. And it's fun for me because it's a serial killer movie that kills him in a Christmas way. Pretty much all the 
all the, you know, killings were in a Christmas way. You know, just so he can have a holly jolly Christmas. And he dressed up as Santa, man. You oh. know, come on now. Well, speaking of dressing up as Santa and killing a bunch of folks, we have... Oh, man. Silent Night. Silent Night. Which, you know, is about this guy who he puts on this weird Santa mask and then just kind of goes around killing folks. I'm happy with it. I'm here for it. I'm here for it, man. Did, did you like Silent Nights? I like Silent Night. And then what you might be thinking of that a lot of people like that spawned sequels was Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yeah. Another concept, guy dressed as Santa killing folks. I, I love the tagline to that one. You made it through Halloween. I'll try and make it through Christmas. <laughs> Dude, hor- older horror movies had the best tag. Oh, they had the best, man. But, you know, it's not all Santas. Sometimes you could just be Christmas shopping. Oh. When a maniac hunts you. I, that's that's been a long time since I've seen that movie. And what Trey's looking at is a still from P2, Parking Garage 2. Which is where this woman, she's doing some last-minute Christmas shopping. Mm-hmm. Turns out that the attendant is kind of crazy. Yeah. And he just makes her life a living hell where she has to fight to escape. Yeah. And, I mean, if you thought the prices were bad. <laughs> well, actually, shall we say the uh, prices were killer? They were slashing prices. <laughs> that weren't the only thing they were slashing. There's some 80s uh, cheap, you know, taglines. But, you know, Trey, these are serial killers. Yeah. And bear with me with this one. One of the biggest serial killers known is Chucky. Okay? Mm, yes. Which is where a serial killer was reincarnated yeah. as a doll. Well, as with everything, there are reincarnations. <laughs> you know, Jack that, Frost, please tell well, me you're bringing Jack Frost in. Well, Trey, before Jack Frost, though, we have to go with the original Chucky knockoff. Starring Gary Busey. Which is oh the no. ginger dead man. Oh, no. Where Gary Busey is reincarnated into a gingerbread cookie. You know what? I, I miss that one. I miss that one, sadly. Because... <laughs> it's so bad. That picture just is reeling me oh, in it's, right it's, now. It's worse than the movie. Oh, God. And he's only in the first one, though, so only watch the first one. Gingerbread man. Ginger dead man. The ginger dead man. <laughs> and he wasn't even a ginger. I was like, I want my money back. Yeah, but exactly. Oh man, Trey, is there anything we love more than Jack Frost, and not the Michael Keaton movie, mm. and not you know the little stop motion Rankin Bass? We're talking about the. It's almost like plush. Yeah, the plush evil snowman. There is a serial killer. There will never be anything better than Jack Frost. Mm-hmm. We bought at Days of the Dead mm-hmm. the Vinegar Syndrome slip Which cover. Is so beautiful it is, and one of my favorite, one of my favorite like physical copied you know Mm blu-rays i have watched that movie five times since i bought it what two years ago a year ago because it's just it's hilarious it is they do something that you don't see anymore one-liners oh yeah he's so punny i miss the punny one-liners man they're great but (laughs) it's like christmas came early (laughs) (laughs) well it ain't freaking frosty you know (laughs) i just i love everything about it man well so we're gonna do two that I'm I'm gonna admit these next two, not high on my list, but I do own them both because okay. I can appreciate certain aspects. Okay, and the they both have to do with elves. So this still that you can look up is from the movie Elves. Now, the first one I liked, I liked elves. 
It's okay. I liked I mean, it. That looks pretty bad. But you know what though? It has its charms. It does have its charms. And you know, has some pretty funny parts because these elves, they're so weird looking. Yeah. But no elf is weirder looking than the ones in rare exports. No, I or, have not seen so that. So basically one. rare exports is the only foreign film on our list. Okay. Basically these guys, they're drillers, and they find Santa Claus. He's naked and weird looking. <laughs> Doesn't talk, just kind of has this primal look. Mm. Come to find out, this naked Santa Claus is actually an elf. And there's like hundreds of them. Mm. And then Krampus, which is the real Santa, shows up and he's like the size of Godzilla. You had me until that. Yeah. You had me until Godzilla. Because... They did something, it started to feel a lot like Troll Hunters. Yes. It felt like they were going to give us a lore and a world that I wanted more and of. And they put some, but overall, it just didn't work for me. But like I said, I like the ideas. Now, what did work for me? And I would put this as one of the quintessential best Christmas movies out there. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Gremlins. I mean, Eddie, if this isn't on your top five, dude, we, we need to reevaluate. It's actually not. Hey, you live by this movie. Spoiler alert. It's in my top five movies of all time. But not for Christmas. But not But not because, must watch for because you could watch this because at any time. I even though it is a Christmas movie, I do watch it other points in the year just because I okay. love it so much. I'll I'll accept that answer. Because you know me. I mean, Gremlins, it's my life. Yeah. I mean, I had this little gizmo in my car yeah. for a few years. I was about to say He man. traveled to five states yeah. over a few years, like you know, and Gremlins is just, Gremlins is what you want, because it has the horror, mm-hmm. you know, because it actually does have some crazy scenes. Yeah. You know, it has the comedy. Yeah. But it also has the Christmas heart. Like, yeah. the reason the movie takes place is the dad wanted to get his son something really nice, since he couldn't always be at home. Gotcha. Because he was trying to provide, you know, which it was Gizmo. Right. And then, as things do, things went wild, you know? It mm. happens to the best of us, but... One of the greats, man. You know, and gremlins, like, those gremlins, they're everywhere. You know, those creatures, they're just stirring. Yeah. Oh, man. I love when I hit Trey with those puns. Y'all don't even know. All the creatures were stirring. It's a movie that it's so awkward. Me and Trey just love it. I keep forgetting about it, honestly. And then you remind me, and I'm like... Yeah, that was a little good hidden gem that I like. It was, because it's just so weird. Yeah. But it works. It really does. And all the horror stuff, you know, works in it. And so the plot of this one, because this one I want people to know about, because I don't think they've heard of. Yeah. Basically, these two, this guy and this girl, you know, they don't have anybody else to spend Christmas Eve with. So they go to see this play. And you have these real weird actors doing Mm -hmm. things on stage. And while the actors are doing, working out these scenes, you know, which is kind of miming. Yeah. We are transported to a movie scene Mm. that's relaying that. And, you know, there's a lot of cool stuff. One that me and Trey wish they had gone a little different with was the Rudolph one. Yeah. Because there's a Rudolph one. Oh, they they really tapped a a certain niche there Mm. that I was very excited for. Just didn't, just didn't explore it for our enough. And that to me is the problem with a few of the stories. Yeah. A few of them are great. Well, and that deals with budget constraints. Yeah, but overall, all the creatures stirring, great. But 
you know, all the creatures. Are Great starting. title too. Oh, amazing! All title. the creatures. Amazing are poster. Yeah, it's like this ornament with a creature looking out. Yeah, like a broken ornament. But you know, you know, this is kind of our anthology miscellaneous category. Yeah, because mm. we got to bring up the stop motion classic, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, and you know. They just did. Um, they just did a Netflix original about this. Mm-hmm. I just ab- got done watching it about how it was, you know, so hard to do. They gave, you know, Tim Burton free reign. Just said, "Here's a movie, you know, animation. Go for it, you know." Mm-hmm. And it had a lot of trouble on the way, but God, did it not turn out? You and know? can we please put this in the atmosphere? And they mentioned the documentary. Tim Burton did not direct this. No. They call it Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas, right? Because they needed his star power. Yeah, and because he had made Batman. Yeah, and his vision. A yeah. lot of this is this oh, is yeah, his vision. His vision, but but he didn't direct. He it. wasn't even there. Yeah, like ever. Yeah, <laughs> except one time when he kicked a hole in the wall. I know, I know. But Nightmare Before Christmas, it's a great Halloween movie because yeah. Halloween Town. Everything we want. Yeah, exactly. And then the Christmas Town's fun, and then it has like you know that little bit of heart to it. It's just. It's a fun movie. Danny uh, Elfman. Yeah. He's singing Jack's lines. And then Chris Sarandon, freaking Prince Humperdinck is the voice. I know, man. Just a fun time. But back to anthologies. Because me and Trey, we found this a couple years ago and we got hooked. Oh, man. A Christmas horror story. You know what? Spoiler alert. This one didn't make the list and it hurt. Yeah, this one didn't make the list and it hurt. But what I love about it is every story's connected. Well, and, like we talk about with Trick or Treat. And they did such an amazing job of Krampus. Yeah. The best Krampus I've seen yet, in my opinion. Yeah. Christmas Horror Story, it's an anthology. Several different stories they're going back and forth to. Yeah. Every one of them connects to the other, so it's a perfect circle. But, yeah. Trey, you said you like Krampus, right? Mm-hmm. So that means, you know, if it's Christmas and we're talking about horror movies, we got to talk about... That's right, Santa Slay with Bill Goldberg. Oh, you man. You want to talk about Krampus. <laughs> and I thought you were going to go with Sleigh Bells. Was that not the movie? Was it Sleigh Bells? Oh, man. That had yeah. Krampus with the Ding Dong? Godly. You Which know. was an interesting sight. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait. You thought I was going to bring up the oh, Krampus. Got it. I mean. By the god, Michael Doherty. Yeah. Who brought us Trick or Treat. I mean, he knows how to do... A season film, man. He does, like, because this gets you in the Christmas spirit, like at the beginning, you know? Yeah. The Black Friday shopping, and then you see, like, the house. Like, they have the cookies yeah. and the movies I mean, and everything. Some would say he's a seasoned vet. <laughs> <laughs> There's one for you. Eddie. I ain't even mad at that. There's one for but you. But yeah, between Trick or Treat and this, just great time. But, you know, we've been talking pretty good about just throwing into the atmosphere right there's one more i want to bring up before we get into the rubber of the week though. okay so any of the apocalypse like i said is a comedy horror drama christmas zombie musical right not the first christmas zombie movie though because night of the comet mm. it took place i believe it was december 21st where a comet killed everyone except the people it didn't kill they were either like passed out or some of them turned to zombies Mm -hmm. so it's a christmas time zombie movie Mm. i totally forgot about this movie exactly great find on that one thank you great find you know 
I'm gonna have to watch all these like horror Christmas movies come soon. I mean, like, we gave y'all some great ideas. Yeah, this is this is great material. But you know, Trey, I think we've seen a lot of despair, but Christmas time is in the air. So let's get into the rebrew of the week. One of the best songs from from that movie. Oh yeah, you know your boy was gonna bring the best, but <laughs> you know this movie that we're toasting this week. Yes, you know it's a musical. Musicals are kind of like a party. Yeah, you know in a way, and it's cold. So when it's cold, you know you think of like drinking something to keep you warm. Yeah. So we took that idea and took last week. Mm-hmm. Remember last week we had that shine nog. Oh yeah. So this week we went with the old smoky mountain mule moonshine cocktails. You know, I gotta say, man, I'm not mad at this. I gotta say two things. Number one, I'm not mad at this, although Trey, let me put him on the spot. Trey can make the best damn <laughs> Moscow mule you'll ever have. My boy, I appreciate it. But that, I will buddy. say one thing that this has over you. This is one of the most beautiful cans I've ever seen. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it looks... They give it that, It's like, got, like, a sweet tea look, almost. Yeah. You know? But it's because they're using, like, a darker, you know, maybe a rum or a vodka. I mean, vodka's... Or whiskey, normally things that go with mule, but it could be a whiskey mule. No, it's, it, a, it's a shine mule. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, so I don't know how they made it, but I am not mad at it. You know, I gotta say, it gives you a little bit of that ginger mm-hmm. that you want from the ginger beer, but overall, it's it's a sweeter drink, you know. So I'm I'm not mad at it. Trey, I'm not mad at it either. And you know what I'm really not mad at? I am not mad at all at this movie. So when I first heard about this movie, I was like, "Oh my god, I'm here for it," because it just sounded like. Just such a crazy idea. How could it work? Yeah. I was like, that's six genres. Like, some people can't mash up two genres. Right. So, this movie, it's directed by John McPhail. And it was inspired, actually, which I went and watched earlier because I didn't know this part. It was inspired by the late Ryan McKinley, who he directed Zombie Musical. That's what it's called. It was a short Mm. I believe it was about 15 minutes. Okay, and you can I did definitely not see that. the inspiration. But, Trey, this movie, which Ella Hunt, she's Anna, it's basically you have these kids in high school. They wake up one morning and, you know, everything's gone to hell and zombies everywhere. And, you know, it's Christmas time and they're just trying to survive. Yeah. So. What I did is I broke down the six genres, and we're just going to go through them and just discuss how we felt about each one. Okay. So, starting out, you got to start with the comedy. And, you know, so funny and laughs. Trey, what did you like about the comedy? What did you not like? Okay, so to me, it is a comedy. And you you wrapped it up beautifully. Like, there is so many genre mashups in this movie, and comedy is one of them. But comedy would be the least, if I had to rank them all, comedy would be the least, because it's more of a dark comedy, if anything. 
you know? Mm-hmm. So they play a little on the comedy, but, you know, I guess starting with comedy, I enjoyed some of the laughs, mm-hmm. but it was, um, it definitely, the other genres overshadowed it, in my opinion. But you gotta at least admit, turning my life around, hysterical. Oh, yes. Where Anna wakes up and has no idea. Oh, yeah. And she's just like... Oh, yeah, man. It's the greatest day. Yeah. She's singing and dancing. That is probably the best comedic segue. There's literally buildings on fire. Yeah. Like, a car is turned over. There's a zombie eating a baby. Yeah. Like, that's literally in the scene. Oh, yeah. And she's just like, it's the greatest day of my life. Oh, yeah. And yeah, like I know. people are screaming and running, and there's just death and blood everywhere. Yeah. And she's just like, best day. I'm telling you, it is... That's the best comedic part in the movie. And they execute it well. See, that's the thing about this. We said there's like six or seven genres in this mashup. At one point or another in all of the movie, they do an excellent job. Yeah. In- in like reaching each one of these, yeah, you know, and so you know, comedy from comedy. Let's talk about horror. You know, scary and gore. What yeah. did you think of the scariness, and what did you think of the gore? Because there's so, a lot of gore. This qualifies more in horror as like gore, yeah, gore porn. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it gives you all the things you want from a horizontal movie. I mean. We're talking ripping the intestines out. Oh, yeah, there's intestines. Yeah, eating, like you said, babies' faces. (laughs) Like, they don't shy away from any of the horrific scenes. A lot of blood. Yeah, so, I mean, people that are scared of jump scares, you don't have to worry about that in this film. But people who do not like blood, do not like, that are very grossed out with seeing, like, intestines, stuff like that, this movie would, would scare you in that sense. But I will say, if I can just say one thing, it doesn't overdo it. Yeah. But there is a couple of like kind of like horror elements like the song Nothing's Gonna Stop Me. Yeah. Where the headmaster like locks them in oh, a room yeah. oh, with man. all the zombies. The headmaster. Oh. oh yeah, that dude he was wild. You know what? One thing I love about a horror movie is a good villain. He played oh, a great villain. Dude, he was a villain from start to end. Excellent villain. And let me just say, before we continue. This is one of my favorite movies. I mean, I love this movie. Ever since you introduced me to it, I watch it once a year. Oh, yeah. It was... At least. I've already watched it twice this year. Yeah, it's great, man, because... Well, no, you know what? I'll save it. Continue. Continue. Okay. So, from there, drama. So, this has to do a lot with family, friendship, and the school. Drama was one of the genres it excelled in. Which surprised me. Yes, I, I was shocked too. They did some things, and because it's a musical, and the musical was incredible. Yeah, they they excelled in the scores, and the scores is what added to the drama. Like human voice. Yes, they really they they know how to play a scene and add some music for emotion. They did it phenomenally in this Mm -hmm. but you there was a lot of connections a lot of love interest a lot of family ties that you said a lot of heartbreaks a surprising a lot of heartbreaks that you're rooting for like you're rooting for them you know but there was like some scenes like there's one scene involving anna her best friend and a shopping cart yeah where they're just talking yeah and 
they just seem like real people. Yeah. And she was like doing these little things like swerving the buggy to try and cheer him up when like for all he knows his entire family's dead. Yeah. And scenes like that, you know, they got me because like they're just kid, high school kids yeah. trying to deal with the fact their entire world is over. Exactly. Exactly. But um from there, let's get into the big three. Okay. Starting with Christmas, like the song that started us out today. Christmas means nothing without you, you know. Talk. Let's talk about the cheeriness. Like, does it get us in the festive mood? And also oh. the heart. Oh, man. First off, this movie has heart. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay, this movie has heart. Because you feel for the journey that these kids go on. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is a tribute to the drama. Yeah. The drama really reels you in in a way that, like, ties in the heartbreak that they go through along the journey. And, um, you know... I just, I can't even describe it all, but you see that these kids are trying to survive, and they're also trying to find people along the way, because it's all happening, you know, relatively quick. So, yeah, man, tons of heart. But what was the other one you said, heart and... And does it get you in the spirit? Oh, man. This movie has nothing but spirit. Spirit all the way. I mean... You see, you know, it's snowing in mm-hmm. in scenes. Um, it has got a Christmas tree in the mm-hmm. school, Christmas tree in the homes, mm-hmm. like lights everywhere. We talked about Black Christmas with mm-hmm. some of the killings. With like Christmas, they tied the same thing in here with Anna mm-hmm. and the Apocalypse. I mean, heart and spirit are, are tense, yeah. no doubt. All right, so now a big one, zombie. We're talking effects. We're talking lore. Ooh. Like, what do you think of the zombie lore? And, I mean, one of the best zombie scenes, if you want to talk about, like, if you wanted to take it and put it into a, another zombie movie. Right. Soldier at War. Oh. Remember where the four guys yeah. are killing zombies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like, the zombie effects are great. There's just, like, some of them are missing skin from their face. And oh, the lore, like, if you get bit. Within like an hour yeah. or something, you're gonna be turned. And yeah, like exactly. we said, Trait said that you know they're ripping open the stomachs and eating innards and stuff. Oh like, yeah, it's it's a crazy movie. It's ex- it's honestly one of my absolute favorite movies. Genuinely one of my favorite movies. But um, yeah, they knocked it out of the park with with you know the effects because anytime you want to see a zombie movie, you want to see gnarly guts gore um effects eyes mouth you know you yeah. you want these things to be you know great and i'll tell you one thing another thing i like about it i like that the zombies were slow yes because it added to the comedy aspect yes if they were fast it would have taken away from the comedy it would have added more to the horror aspect but it also added to some of the tense yeah. drama moments yeah exactly because they're slow but i mean they get you they get yeah, you but exactly trey let's talk about two things One, before we get into the big one, let me say one thing that I wanted your take on. I just realized why I think the gore doesn't seem too bad. Now, I mean, sure, we watch a lot of horror movies, Mm -hmm. so gore, you know, it's subjective. Right. It depends, like, what kind of moves you're into. Right. But I was just thinking about, they don't zoom in on the gore. No. Like, in a lot of movies, you know, they get right in there so you can, like, see the blood vessels and stuff. Yeah. But in this one, they keep it back. So I think that kind of tames it a little. And you know, it does. It really does. And another thing I was thinking about that is really funny 
is we were talking about comedic scenes. Mm -hmm. But the very beginning when they she is walking outside, she's singing, she's dancing, everything's going, you know, to hell. And at the very end of that scene when she meets her best friend in the park and they're like there's that one like in the snowman in outfit. the snowman outfit and they think he's you know like a person mm. that was a good funny scene man mm. that, that added to it but um but then trey let's talk about the granddaddy okay and that is this is a musical mm. like this is a grease level wizard of oz level musical eddie i'll i'm gonna say something bold Okay. Okay. This is such a great musical. Mm-hmm. And one of my absolute favorites. That, it's the only movie. Okay, you ready for this, city? I know you and me are going to disagree on this. Because you love musicals. Yeah. I love them too, but this will be the difference. It's the only musical where I bought the songs. Hmm... That one's tough because okay, see, there's like let me Rocky Horror. Let me modify what you said for how I feel. Because mm-hmm. I think that's a good point. Mm-hmm. I feel that this is the only musical where every number feels natural. Oh, because like there's some where like in Greece, not every one of those feels natural. Yeah. Like some do, like, tell me more, tell yeah. me more. Yeah, yeah. But not all of them feel natural. But in this one, like, it literally feels like they'd be singing in their head, like, just dissecting what's happening. Exactly. And, yeah, that's a perfect way to say it. But as far as a musical, it this is truly, it is a, a musical at first, and they add all the genres into Yeah, they the add the five on top, because the numbers and songs. The numbers were amazing i mean i listen to these songs in my car like they are that good i mean that's how i know i'm watching a good musical is because i'll sing along like rocky horror you can't you can't watch rocky horror and not sing along to those songs i love rocky horror same with anna and the apocalypse you can't watch this movie and not Mm -hmm. sing it you're gonna want to learn the song because it is so catchy Mm -hmm. and i mean guys i'm telling you i'm a very like relaxed music guy you know mm-hmm. i like kind of chill music like vance joy yeah oh of course gotta love vance but when i was listening to this i was like i need to download this music it is so good it's i would play it good. with anyone in the car man anybody so before we get to the ratings mm-hmm. and get off you know the rebrew of the week mm-hmm. let me tell you two things that if i had to tell people like one thing one way to sell it, mm-hmm. and one thing that I think is kind of historic. Okay. Because this one, I think, is pretty historic. Mm-hmm. This is possibly the only movie I can think of where they don't clean up the blood. Yeah. Because, like, there's a lot of blood in this movie. Yeah. But here's the thing. The characters, like, they must not have wet wipes or time to go in yeah. the bathroom. Because... In any other movie, you know, they would wipe blood off their face. Yeah. But Anna, there's a part where a zombie gets bashed and she gets, like, a streak down her face. That's there the rest of the movie. Yeah, yeah. From yeah. that point to the very and end. And that is crucial yeah. to how well the movie was directed because they stay, they are very good with the details. 
things that you wouldn't even think about. Like, if that little bit of blood was wiped away, the rest of the movie, you wouldn't have thought a thing of it. You'd have been like, mm. okay, she maybe wiped it off. Mm. But they stuck with those details. Every character. Every character. It was Like, their amazing. clothes, their face. No drop of blood, once it is on a character, is yeah. ever removed. Let's do something different. Okay. I am ready to jump into the, to your ranking. Oh. I can't wait. Oh. You start with your ranking. I always do it. I yeah. want you to start because I'm very excited to hear your so, ranking. So, I consider this, while it wasn't my number one the year it came out, because it was tough competition. It was number three. Mm-hmm. But only be- it was only number three because it was it is a Christmas movie, mm-hmm. which you know my thing. I ch- I cherish Christmas so much. I try and save movies. Yeah. So I mean, and the two movies it lost to mm-hmm. were A Quiet Place and A Star Is Born. Yeah. So I mean, it's not like it lost to yeah. you know, chump change. Exactly. But this is one of the most inspired movies I've ever seen. Yes. Because they took an idea from you know someone who had passed and created just a piece of art so this is a perfect five star movie for me wow perfect five we seldomly hear that on a toasted film seldomly there is nothing flawed about this movie i just watched it twice to make sure Mm -hmm. like to see if oh maybe it's a 99 yeah i genuinely cannot find a single piece of fat on this movie man Every wow. every character makes sense. Every action makes sense. Every scene, like, everything makes sense. There's nothing wrong yeah, with it. I gotta say, there's one thing I thought you would have not liked about the movie. I don't want to say it because it, it, it's a spoiler. But, and this is one of those movies, I've said spoilers in the past, but this is one I really want yeah, y'all I to watch. Yeah, I did my best not to mention anything, yeah. like, scene-wise about the movie, other yeah. than, like, some song names. Yeah. Like I said, this movie, it's... It's perfect. Yeah. I'll save it. If y'all want to know, we'll list it down in the comments later. Yeah. But um, I'll tell you. I'll tell you later. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I I love that ranking. And I'm going to give mine, Tomato Meter, a 92 out of 100. My man. I mean, this movie's, like Eddie said, it's, a per- it's almost a perfect film. I mean, it's, to Eddie, it is a perfect film. It pretty much is a perfect film for me. I I love it through and through, you know, and as I could watch should. it. Yeah. As anyone should. Yeah. And I'll tell you another thing, if this if this helps you guys that are listening to decide if we y'all need to watch it. Since Eddie introduced me to this movie, I've introduced it to about five other people and not one person's disliked it. It's hard not to, because like I said, even if like the horror's not your thing. Yeah. Like, the musical numbers are... Yeah, are amazing. And the drama and the comedy. Like, yeah. just... And the Christmasness. Yeah. Like... It's got something for everyone in this for movie. For every Please. person on the planet. But Please Trey, go out and watch it. You know, we've sat here, we've told people about that, but now let's get into the Christmas top five. Mm-hmm. Ready, ready, ready. I'm ready, ready, ready. Cut the music before we get into the top five. Hold on. Because this is something that needs to be said. Before we get into top five. You hear to hear on Toast of Film, guys. A Toast of Film, Eddie Bowman, whatever the hell you want to say. I'm riled up. 
because some jabronis to this day, even though the director himself has acknowledged it, yeah, say that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Insane. And, and now that we have a platform, let me explain to you why Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Now let me say, the most pathetic excuse I, I've ever heard is, well, if you change this, well, yeah, if you change, you know, the shark, then Jaws could be a family film. Yeah, exactly. Like, we're not talking about that. Yeah, we're talking if about you change take- Jaws to a Cthulhu monster, it's not a, a movie about sharks anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you change it to Barry the Dolphin, you know, <laughs> it's a kid's movie. But let's not change the movie. John McClane is in town mm-hmm. because he is visiting his family for Christmas. Yep. Okay? The party at Yakatomi Plaza is there because it is a Christmas party. Yeah. To which the Hans Gruber gang yeah. rob because they knew they were all going to be there. Oh, exactly. But here's the biggest one. And if you want, you can at John Favreau. Because John Favreau himself says, who, by the way, directed Elf. Don't know if you've ever heard of it. Christmas classic. But John Favreau said that a Christmas movie has to have heart. It does. It and does. at the end of the movie, when John gets to hold his wife yeah. and gets to finally shake and hug Al, the policeman, yeah, like it's a touching moment. Oh, man. I mean, it's one of the best. So, Die Hard Christmas movie. You don't think it's a Christmas movie? Well, I mean, maybe you don't celebrate Christmas. I don't know. I I mean, guys, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I mean, look, they even came out with a limited edition Christmas slipcover for the Blu-ray that was like snowflakes, mistletoe, and ornaments. I mean... This is true. The director himself came out and said, "It's it's a Christmas movie. I mean, yeah, I don't know what, you know, what else people need, but yeah, it is a Christmas movie and a dang good one at that. But Trey, speaking of dang good ones, let's hear what your top five dang good ones <laughs> for Christmas movies are. So two of these I'm not going to go in depth with okay, because we've already talked about them. Ooh. At number five, and in the Apocalypse. Hell yeah you you know it has everything you need for a christmas movie it is a christmas movie so it's one that you want to watch during the time Mm -hmm. and ever since it's come out what in 2017 or 2018 i've watched it every year around this time so i had to put it on my list because it's what reels me in and weirdly enough a horror zombie film gets me in the christmas spirit but yes it does it it just has so much spirit it it. does so number five and the apocalypse number four Guys, I know Eddie talks crazy, you know, every once in a while, and this is going to be one of those times, okay, that he's going to disagree with, but you just got to remember, sometimes you just got to ignore him, you know, that's what I do with insane, you know, absurd comments. I'm used to it, just ask the ladies. But, you know, (laughs) just just hear me out on this one, Christmas Vacation, number four. Christmas Vacation. Let me go puke. One of the best Christmas movies of all time. <sighs> and, um, I mean, you can just, uh, you can laugh and enjoy that movie every year. It's just, you talk about the Christmas spirit, that gets you in the Christmas That's spirit. That's a comedy. Yeah, it's a comedy. I Eddie. never knew that. It's funny. It's funny, Eddie. Cause, uh, <laughs> no, you see, you see what I gotta deal with, guys. Number three. 
Die Hard. Very nice. And I would have put it higher, but there's some that just get me more in the Christmas spirit, you yeah. know? But Die Hard... Oh, it, yeah. Gotta watch it every year. I watch it every year, and it is a Christmas movie. And that was when Bruce Bruce Willis was his best. And what's funny is they didn't want to cast him. No, they wanted to cast Michael Keaton. Because Bruce Willis, he was doing his comedy shtick. He yeah. was doing... um. What was it, Moonlight or something? Something like that. It was a yeah. TV series where he was, you know, comical. And they yeah. were like, you want this guy to be an action hero? Yeah. But that comedy's what sold it. Yeah, it was. Number two. Mm-hmm. And this is a given. This one's easy. Number one, you won't guess. Number two, easy. Krampus. Krampus. I love Michael Dougherty. Like, I, I love him so much. Oh, he's, he's a god. He is, like, one of my favorite directors to date. Ooh. And... We need a Thanksgiving movie from him. Oh, man. That would be good. His The Season trilogy. Oh, that would be can a... somebody at Michael Doherty for us? Yes, please. And can Judy Greer be a mom in the movie? Oh, she's got to be a Friend mom. Friend of the show. Or an aunt, or something. Oh, my God. An aunt. Aunt Judy. Aunt Judy. Gotta Love be. It. Krampus Guys is one of my all-time favorites. I bought the graphic novel. Yeah. Um, I bought the graphic novel for Trick or Treat and Krampus. Dude, They're that teddy so bear. Oh, man. I so love great. that bear. They have everything in Krampus. And there's some lines in that movie that are so quotable. I quote them to this day. And that movie came out years ago. Mm-hmm. I love Krampus with all my heart. I absolutely love it. And it hurt me not to put it number one. But my number one. Okay, and I will tell you the reason for this because you might not even know the reason, Eddie. My number one is Rise of the Guardians. Dude, you don't gotta tell me. Rise of the Guardians is a hell of a movie. Rise of the Guardians was sensational. Here's the thing about it: it has all the seasons, mm-hmm. but Jack Frost is the villain. Well, sort of. He's like an anti-hero turned hero. Yeah, exactly. But that's what I was gonna tell you. Those are my favorite movies when the villains, kind of like Eurovision, where the villains don't even turn out to really be like the villains at the end because you all want a happy ending. That was was Rise of the Guardians. And I will never forget, working at Movie Stop, Thanksgiving, Black Mm -hmm. Friday, Mm -hmm. when one of the employees didn't show, and I worked Black Friday by myself the whole morning. Do you remember that? Yeah. Until Kaylee came in at like you know 12 or 1 you know bless her heart i still remember that mm-hmm. thankfully but um i will never forget that sam wanted us to play rise of the guardians that was Which the movie. shocking because elf was her jam i know but that was the one that was on and i watched as i was working at movie stop i watched rise of the guardians three times that show oh yeah and it was so good. I don't know what it was about that movie, but working at Movie Stop, which was one of the best times I'll I'll ever have my life working. Mm-hmm. It was just so much fun. I'll never forget it. Doing that and watching Rise of the Guardians while I was working that shift, mm-hmm. I will never forget how much I was in the Christmas spirit watching oh, yeah. that. And I don't think anyone thing will ever take that away it's it's a crazy little weird sentimental moment i had but yeah dude it was just such a fun shift to work even though it was really busy and you know i was by myself i remember those days but man 
Rise of the Guardians, that movie stop days, man, that was a ton of fun. And I still love Rise of the Guardians. But you know what's sad? I don't own it. I don't own it. So, I need to get on there. But yeah, guys, Rise of the Guardians, you need to watch it if you haven't. So good. So give us the rundown again. So, number five, and in the Apocalypse. Love it. One of our favorites. Christmas Vacation, great. Die Hard at three. Number two, Krampus. Number one, Rise of the Guardians. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I kind of had to throw an animated in there. Yeah, animated had to go in there. Because oh, yeah. animated is just... You gotta have one. Gotta have one, and they're just lighthearted. Yeah. So. Alright, yeah. so, in typical Eddie fashion, I have an honorable mention. That's old Trey. I have a good reasoning. And that is because there's not one. There's not two. There's three of this movie. And I just have such trouble if I were to pick one. And that is The Grinch. Mm. Because you know me, I'm a Dr. Seuss man. Yes. So the original, I love. Yes. I love the animation. I love everything about it. The Jim Carrey one, I love so much because yeah. there's just so many good lines. Like dinner with myself, I can't keep canceling that. Yes. And then I'll tell you what's a sleeper and might be my current favorite is the Benedict Cumberbatch animated one. Oh, that is my favorite. It's. So it shocked me how good it was. Yeah. Because I didn't expect it to be good. It is my favorite. It really is. But, so that's my honorable mention. So let me get into my top five, if you will. Okay. So number five. Like, so this was real tough for me. Because like I said, I watch like 50 Christmas movies. I start in November. Mm-hmm. As you should. Yes. Because I have a lot, like I have an entire shelf devoted to just Christmas. Yes. Because I love Christmas. It's my favorite time of year. Even more than Halloween, which is saying something. Mm. But number five is love, actually. Okay. Because you know I... me, I'm a romancy guy. Yeah. I know that I'm uh, Andrew Lincoln. <laughs> you know, the guy who never gets the girl. <laughs> but I want to be Hugh Grant so bad. Yeah. Because I love his story where he's in love with this girl who, for lack of better words, a nobody. You know, and all her coworkers call her fat, but Natalie, so stunning. Mm-hmm. And I just love his story with her because yeah. he's just at one point he's like he had fired her because he thought she was like sleeping with Billy Bob Thornton, who mm-hmm. plays basically the sleaze ball uh, yeah. president of the U.S. Oh yeah, but I just love love actually because it gets you in the spirit, and it just has all these little love stories, and each one's different. Yeah. And just, it's a good time. Dude, run back through the list. Great list, by the way. Run back through them for the line. Just, just go back through each one. That was number five. <laughs> Trey, how many of these meals have you had? <laughs> I thought you started with the Grinch. The Grinch was my honorable mention. Oh, God, Eddie, are you done with this list already? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I like how I'm a minute in, he's trying to make me finish. Meanwhile, oh boy over here. Talk about Rise of the Guardians for five minutes. I get no love. You know you know what it is, guys? Um, I give Eddie crap about love, actually, all the time. And uh, so, you know, I just tuned that one out for a minute, because, you know, love, actually, I, uh, yeah, I give a lot of fun. I don't love you, actually. Yeah, good, good. And you, should, you know what else shouldn't love, actually, is that movie. Moving on to number... Four. Thank God. Speaking of animated, Rudolph 
the Resonance Reindeer. <laughs> the Rankin Bass Original. Dude, the the original? The original. Stop motion. Yes. I love that movie so much. I love the Island of Misfit Toys. I have a pink elephant Funko oh. Pop that's worth $500, I think. Yes, you do. And I bought that at CVS, and I don't even have the box. Yes. But I just love it, because it's a little pink spotted elephant. No, that is that is a good one. And Rudolph is just, you know, the ultimate story of a misfit, because you know Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donner, Blitzen. But you recall the most famous of them all, and that's Rudolph, bucko. And then, number three, this one surprises a lot of people when I say it. But Trey knows what a sap I am for a love story. Yep. So number three is the Santa Claus. Oh, I love the Santa Claus. Two. Two is the best. The Mrs. Claus. Yeah, two is the best, though. Okay, my boy. But yeah. Yeah, two. Anyone that says three's good is... Anyone that says three's good is... You need to get help. <laughs> as, as Michael Jordan... One is great. Yeah, one's great. Two is phenomenal. Two is really good. Like, he's losing his powers, and he has the evil Santa of himself, and he has to fall in love, and he chooses, like, the one woman who's, like, kind of wicked, but not really. She's just, you know, she's just trying to do her job and trying to help people, and she has a good heart, but she doesn't know how to show it. Yeah. And I just love the Santa Claus, too. Oh, dude. The Santa... Well... And I'll say this, because we, we really do give three a lot of flack, you know, because it's just not one of our favorites. But I will say, a tr- as a as a whole, as a trilogy, it's a great trilogy. Oh, yeah, great trilogy. Really but is. If you were to just watch three, yeah. you'd be like, excuse me. If you were to say three's the best, you're crazy. But if you like three in the trilogy, then I'll accept that, because the I mean, trilogy's great. You could just watch It's a Very Merry Muppet Christmas. I mean, yeah. same plot. Exactly. exactly. But number two, and one and two were so tough for me. Like, literally, I kept flipping these. Because hmm. you haven't said Anna in the Apocalypse. You haven't said Die Hard. Neither of those made it. Oh. They didn't make... Well, I know A Wonderful Life's on there. Number two is Scrooged. Ah. Oh. Bill Murray, where they do a modern-day version of... um, What's it called? Christmas Carol. Yeah. You know, Bill Murray, he's this tycoon CEO, and he gets visited by the three ghosts. Mm. And Scrooge has some of the most heart of any Christmas movie you will ever watch. It really does. And I cry every single time I watch Scrooge. It's a great movie. When he gets, like I talked about last week, when he gets to that speech where he realizes how shitty he was and how... He should have been spending all this time spreading love. Right. Like, I cry up every time. Like, I'm tearing up thinking about it. <laughs> I'm not even lying, folks. But number one, as mm. you said, It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, great movie, man. Dude, it's not for everybody because it's an older movie. And there's a lot of people in our generation who won't appreciate the classics. Yeah. I know a bunch of them. That is one of the best movies. One of the best Christmas movies ever made. It, genuinely. It is because, you know, it has likable characters, but it seems down to earth. Like, you n- seem like you could know a George Bailey. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and then the ending, like uh-huh. I told you last week, like, I, when it gets to that, I'm bawling my yeah. eyes out. Ending is fantastic. I've ruined it's, many shirts. It's one of those, along with one that my mother loved, that got. See, you and your dad was a. A Wonderful Life growing up, which is phenomenal. 
I could have easily been that family, you know? Mm. Me and my family were the original Miracle on 34th Street. Oh, that's a great one. My mother loved that movie. She got me to watch it all the time. That's one that I grew up with. Both of those are Christmas classics mm-hmm. that people need to watch that it's almost like a forgotten art, you know? And It's Wonderful Life does have a colorized version you can watch. I mean, it does. If the black and it's white just won't an, work for It's you. just an older, you know, yeah. it's just old that a lot of people... I just, get the style, and it is a longer movie. Yeah, it's longer. But it is worth every second. It really is. Because, Trey, my boy, no one is a failure who has friends. That's, buddy, beautifully said. But folks, unfortunately, we are at the end of this week's episode. So, we just hope that you've enjoyed it. We hope you watch Anna and the Apocalypse. Right. We hope you check out some stuff from our list. Yeah. And, as always, we appreciate anyone who listens, especially during this time. You know, I mean, we got Christmas coming up on December 25th. Right. We got the eight days of Hanukkah starting on December 10th. Yeah. We got the seven days of Kwanzaa starting December 26th. (laughs) Right. And we got the winter solstice on December 21st. And, well, if none of those are your cup of tea, then... We just hope you're having a good time. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, we just are so thankful for every one of you. And we just hope that if you have any, you know, questions, concerns, you know, complaints, anything. If you have Christmas movies that you think we didn't acknowledge. That we need to watch. Let us know. Let us know. And you can let us know by going onto Facebook at facebook.com slash toast. To film, that's the number two. Mm-hmm. You can look for us on Twitter at film underscore toast, mm-hmm. or you can email us directly at bingingandbrewing at gmail.com. And from Trey and myself, we just appreciate you listening. Next Always. week, when you're listening to this, the following episode is going to be our 10 dishonorable yep. and 10 honorable mentions. We got a lot of work this week ahead of us. I mean, you might. Your boy's a maverick. Well, you know, I always like to make sure I, you know, dot my I's, cross my T's, you know. But, you know, folks, we just thank you so much, and we wish you good night, good brewing, and good viewing. Thanks, guys. <laughs>